This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, this is the Thin White Duke, and here we are in the holiday bit between Christmas and New Year. But that doesn't mean the agony uncles have left you high and dry. Oh no, we have a whole bunch of brand new problems which Uncle Si, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash have been considering for you. So in this episode, sit back, relax and enjoy the Sprout Shouting Saga, Bonkers About Bacon, A Bunch of Fussy Yanks and today, in Confidential Corner... The Mum and Dad Letters. Yes. It's all coming up in the Agony Uncles. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Because I heard your advice is the best. The Sprout Shouting Match. This comes from John, who says, Dear Uncles and the Posh One. I think it means you, Tash. Please settle an argument about sprouts. According to me, sprouts cook better if you slit the bottoms. According to my better half, who likes her veg on the crunchy side, they cook better if left natural. Who's right, please? We had a right Barney about this one year, and it's becoming a bit of a let us never speak of this again moment. She loves you too, though, so I know that any advice from you would settle it. Over to you, says John. Life's too short to put crosses in the bottom of your sprouts. <laughs> I, I've just got to say, I, I, I don't do that. And I, I, I mean, I like mine. Well, first of all, I never buy sprouts until they've had a f- the first frost. Um, because I like all root vegetables, they're just better that way. Because um, you definitely know, know them. And see yeah, they're them. sweeter. The frost yeah. promotes the natural sugars. It's like parsnips. They're much sweeter when they've got the frost on them. Mm. But you see, I think the, the fashions with Brussels sprouts have changed over the years. You know, nowadays people like the, the sprouts crunchy, indeed, in a salad. But, you know, when I was a kid, there was always a little cross for Jesus went in the bottom of your sprout. And it does intend to cook the inside, so they are a bit mushy. But, you know, kind of sentiment-wise, I quite like them like that. But on the other hand, I quite like them shredded, you know, roasted crispy with parmesan cheese and stuff on top but then you know with pancetta and chestnuts mm-hmm. mm. it's my favorite the, the chestnuts and pancetta is the only way forward i think pan fried that's my favorite but can you just tell me dave you just said the cross on the bottom a little cross for jesus is that just someone's made that up because we eat them at christmas or is that really why they did it or was it done because of the cooking oh because yeah. my mother was mad that's why oh. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, it is a tradition from the from one of the wise kings. I can't remember which one he said. And he said, "Leah, Leah, Jesus, here we go. I, I've brought you a sprout, and just, um, just here's the frankincense. Here's the myrrh. Here's a go. But actually, I brought you a sprout, and this sprout, I'm going to put a cross on the bottom for Jesus, because, as we all know, <laughs> that's what you do." And thus, this is the Geordie Nativity as written by Viz. <laughs> and one of the king, King Simon, came from Prutter, wearing a bag of spruits. Aye. He was last in. He was last in the queue. 
Buddy got there eventually. <laughs> the Agony Uncles podcast would like to disassociate itself from any religious meaning to what just previously happened. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. e, do you remember you, you, when we... It was funny, after the first three series, the BBC kind of tried to bin us and they gave us one programme, which was... which They said you'd have a Christmas special. So we worked out this Christmas special and we, we realised our careers were on the line and we did everything and it was... It was going to be set in between Cumbria and the northeast, and oh, we had a, we even booked camels, didn't we? Yeah, and, um, camels. I'm reindeer from Bakilda. Yeah, and we had the lot. And then the BBC phoned up the last minute and said, "We haven't got a transmission schedule before Christmas. Can you just do the same thing, but with no mention of Christmas?" Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> New Year reindeer, New Year camels. Brilliant. So what was, it, was it a winter special? That's what yeah. we called it. It ended up being me and you trying to wend our way home to your mother in sheltered accommodation in Berkeley, <laughs> which we thought was infinitely, you know, downsizing, but it did bomber with the ratings, didn't we? It got it, 3.6 million. So that was it. Boom. We were wow. back on telly. The downside of that was that actually the nation... And those viewers thought Dave and I were a gay couple that lived with my mother in sheltered accommodation <laughs> in County Durham, in Berkeley. So it was kind of like, it was kind of hilarious. That doesn't sound an unattractive No, no, it doesn't have to be fair. Your mother was a fabulous cook and it was very cosy. We would have been like, we would have had some money. It would have been great. Food makes everything better. Our next problem is called Bonkers About Bacon. And for this, uh, we, we, I like this. I'm just going to read the opening for you. Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave, of course, the smooth-voiced thin white duke and poshest of Posh Tash. I don't mind you using my real name, but it'd be much more fun to make Posh Tash make one up, a male name, please, as she loves doing so. Just make it something exotic, says our correspondent. Exotic? Yes. <laughs> no. Gethin? Is that exotic? Oh, yes. Gethin. 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 Oh, get He's in, Gethin. I'll tell you what, well, it's better than the Irish neighbour. Good God. Well, that's I true. Believe yeah. that. I, I looked at the wall and there she was. There she was. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Gethin has said bonkers about bacon. My wife and I are huge fans. In fact, we moved up north to near Newcastle because we watched your Harry Bikers Go North programme. We loved it. We wanted to try all the places you went to. Yes, seriously, we're loving the food mm. and the incredible scenery. I have a question about bacon. I love it with a passion, and it's the biggest reason I couldn't become vegetarian. My question is this. When should you use back bacon, and when should you use streaky bacon? I grew up eating streaky and can fry it to perfection, but whenever I try to fry back bacon, it just cooks in patches and doesn't come out right at all. But I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. Uh, please could you explain how to cook back bacon, and when you should use it versus streaky? Thank you. Keep up the good work. Best wishes. Over to you. Well, I, I, I know what Dave and I are going to say. I, I, I mean, the thing is that streaky bacon is a thing of wonder, mm. and uh, back bacon is a thing of wonder. So either way, I'd use them all the time. And that's not <laughs> I just, I love, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think back bacon. It, we're unusual. They're about the only country who does back bacon. Mm, yeah. I mean, it was in France for many years, and you can't get. You can't get any bacon there at all, really. Um, in America, it's just a shriveled up strips of yeah. 
griddled yeah. belly pork, isn't it? <laughs> but there's the way we cure bacon and the back bacon is amazing. You've got like a double whammy. You've got that lean nugget of loveliness in the middle. Then you've got enough fat around that to keep it perfect. It is a work of art. I'm a great bacon fan. I think the back bacon for a sandwich is good. Yeah. Mm, agree. Yeah. And I think derivatives of the of the streaky, i.e. because it mm. comes from the belly, is 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 good for wrapping stuff in. You know, we like um uh, uh, th there was a recipe that Dave and I did. I mean it's actually Parma ham that we wrapped this beautiful mm. fig in, but I've done it with uh with smoked um streaky bacon as well. So there's there's more slight there's slightly more culinary applications to uh, to streaky than there is to back and as this says I think you know back bacon is is just great in a sarnie however though you can like you, you can cut across it and use it as a kind of little lard on kind of yeah. vibe um, as well can't you so I've had a thing recently actually I've, I've, I've I just got some exceptionally good streaky bacon from the farm shop near us and um, I've had my bacon sandwiches with streaky bacon Mm. And obviously, probably not that healthy. It was really good. Good, yeah, 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 yeah really they tasty. They have to be quite crispy, don't they? Though I think if, if I had I a streaky so. bacon, streaky, it has to yeah. be crispy. Whereas I don't mind a little bit more of the fat, less crispy, if you have a piece of back bacon. Yeah, because there's more bacon than fat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I find, you see, having an auger, what I do is I just put my streaky bacon on a tray in the hot oven, oh. and Bob's your uncle, perfection, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but streaky bacon, uh, back bacon, I don't know. I mean, I go through all sorts of phases of cooking it in a frying pan, a griddle pan, and grill. Mm. I, I think it, grilling it's quite good, really, isn't it? Because you get like a nice, even look, but obviously I can't grill because I've got an auger. I just have to put it in the oven. <laughs> One but, more mention. Um, <laughs> I miss me grill, um, but grilled back bacon's lovely. But again, it depends on the bacon, doesn't it? Not all bacons are created equal. There was a time when Dutch bacon was all the rage, and it used to shrink in the pan. Yeah. It was like you, you put a, a rasher in, and it was half the size when it came out, and there'd be like a white watery residue in the pan. That's yeah. wrong. Wrong, yeah. wrong. And that's called wet, and what they do is they, it's called wet curing. Mm. So they 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 this is the horrible bit. They uh, they inject it with um, all of the saline and, and and solutions that they need to kind of cure it. But it cures in the pack, so there's nowhere for it to uh, you know to for all of that moisture to evaporate while you're cooking it. You see, ah. it's just like ooh, yeah, which is hence the white residue. Yeah. I'm sure you think it's sacrilege, but my. My family, not always, but my son may be a teenager. He wants fast bacon sandwich. He sticks it in the microwave. Is that wrong or is that okay? I'd take the microwave awesome? clean out of your kitchen and hide it. Yes, <laughs> I. There was, there was somewhere I was, I was working and I was kind of... Um, it was, remember we had the tin box? Do you remember we, we contained oh, yeah, the city yeah. kingy? Yeah. But I couldn't have like a big cooker, so I had like a, a microwave combi oven and it had this stand you put on it. No, it wasn't a combi, it was just a microwave oven. Oh, but it was a yeah. stand that you could put the bacon on, like a metal stand. Oh. And um, and the bacon was, was brilliant, actually. It was actually crisping up. It wasn't like a flaccid, like, dead octopus. No. It, it, it was crisping up all right. Because and obviously that this metal tray didn't react with the microwave, or so I'd blow myself up. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah, but there's something about the reaction of it on the hot metal that caused it to kind of have a grill effect. Do you remember that was all right, King? You had halfway decent bacon Do you know what? I'm, yeah, no, you're, you're right, bro. It was, actually. I remember that. I remember that very clearly, and they were, uh, that was all right, actually. Yeah. Okay, I take it all back. Yeah, it's quick. Leave microwave, wherever it is, and it's dead quick. <laughs> uh, I, just, I, I haven't really got like one, so I'm completely... The, I, I, hate, I do actually hate them, so I'm actually with you. I don't see the point in them. I'll be honest with teenagers, the convenience is amazing. Yeah, fair dues. And our griddles are good as well, the Harry Bikers uh, griddle pan. Yeah. You know, the electric ones, they're great for bacon. Available um, from harrybikers.com. <laughs> Click through and you get straight onto Amazon. Yeah, there was, a, there was a time when we were selling more of them good. than George Foreman's. They're cheaper and all. Oh, it was, nice. pretty cheap. Yeah. Aye, but those, those, they're good. They're really good for bacon. Because they heat it top and bottom. And actually, to answer the question about cooking back bacon through evenly, because you've got heat sources on both sides, those griddle pans will be perfect. And of course, the fat trickles down into a trough which you can dispose on it. So it's healthier too. Never. Unless you or... use it to dip your bread in like Kingy does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you're giving away my secrets. <laughs> So there you go, Gethin. The answer to all of your problems Aye. is the Hairy Bikers griddle pan, which is available now from HairyBikers.com. <laughs> Sorry, Gethin. If you've got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. Your next problem is called a bunch of fussy yanks. And it comes to you from Pat and... Wonderful names here. Pat and Moose Martelli. Real names. So Pat and Moose have written, Hello, Uncle Si, Uncle Dave, Posh Tash and Jeeves. I'm writing to you from Swansea. Not your Swansea, though. The one on the other side of the pond in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, Swansea. Massachusetts. Mm. Uh, insert song here. Anyway, my wife, Pat. <laughs> this comes from Moose. My wife, Pat, and I love to cook. We have... Yeah. Yes, indeed. We have an outdoor kitchen equipped with a grill and a pizza oven that are both properly wood-fired. And we're very proud of our accomplishments in the kitchen. While Excellent. my claims to fame includes... I'm going to have a go at this, right? Uh, Bistecca alla Fiorentina. Bistecca uh, Florentina. Now that nice. one. Yeah. Uh, and other assorted grilled critters. My wife, Pat's Neapolitan pizza dough recipe is first class, and her bolognese will make you think you're feasting in the Emilia Romana, if nice. I've got those right too. Nice, yeah. The problem seems to be, says Moose, inviting people to eat. Oh, Though good. they all enjoy the tasty comestibles, there isn't much in the way of reciprocity. Simply put, we invite but don't get invited back. I realise that we're a bit over the top when it comes to food prep, but it's what we love to do. Honestly, is there a better feeling in the world than feeding people and seeing that smile on their faces? No. So, what do we do? Do we dumb down our enthusiasm and start serving pasta salads and taco dip? Or we just surrender ourselves to the fact that if we want to see friends for dinner, we'll be cooking. Which is fine. Or maybe we're just overthinking the whole thing. Help us, Agony Uncles. You're our only hope. Good Star Wars reference there. Yeah, uh, that, is that is good. That is good. I'm the cape. <laughs> P.S. When will I be able to purchase my Team Pie Wacket t-shirt? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we've got to do that. We've got Ooh. to do that, Tash. We'll do that. Anyway, um, that comes from Moose and Pat. Moose, I think you secretly love being the centre of attention and having it acknowledged that you've got the best food in the neighbourhood. You know, enjoy it, embrace it, and, you know, drop a few okay. hints, like, that you wouldn't mind going to somebody's house for tea, and you'd be happy with egg and chips, as long as it's done nicely, you well, know? it's happened to Dave and I all our, all our lives. Uh, <laughs> we do Yeah, we do, it's exactly the same. We, uh, I mean, we do get invited to places, but yeah. everybody starts to go, kind of, but, like, what... 
it doesn't matter. You know, it's the it's the it's the generosity of actually mm. the invitation that's important and seeing everybody. Not the you know the food is important, of course it is to Dave and I, uh, and 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 also Moose. But you just if you're going to do it, you might as well do it, and you do it to the standard that you that you want. Yeah, you know? I mean, if you take it as a compliment, she's clearly amazing at it, and everyone mm. else is incredibly nervous about what could they do to match it, and she needs to explain to her friends that I don't need that exactly back. I just want to be around the friends because clearly she's a food wonder. And, and hostess of the mostess. So I think that's the hardest part. But I'll put my hand up and go, I wouldn't know what to do with myself if I invited you two over for dinner properly and go, I'll cook for you. I mean, surely you guys must find that incredibly hard to put people at ease to go, uh, you know, your food's fine. Because honestly, underneath, you both must be going, you know, that, that's not how I would have done it. That's not honestly, we don't. No, we no. do with Dave. We really don't. It's, well, no, it's, no, as long as it's, it's okay. Well, more like, he's in restaurants and stuff. I'm, I'm the one who'll just go, uh, well, if somebody asks me, how is it? And yeah. it's rubbish, I'll tell them. But, but King is much better at complaining than I am. You know, if, if you get rubbish. Um, but whereas, I, whereas I just walk away, you know. Mm. I, I just think that look you know it, it's one of those things that um it's about the generosity of all being together mm. and that that invitation in itself is fine and it really doesn't matter if if it's you know a dodgy bit of tuna on the barbecue or that's overcooked and and, and dry as an old sock it, it's it doesn't matter it's about you know, it's just about hanging out together and being around and having a few beers and a bit crack on, isn't it? You know, uh, it, you like being cooked for you too. I mean, as we oh yeah, God, yeah, 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 love God, it. yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Love being able to sit down and put my feet under the table, shoes yeah. off, and you know, get, get ready for what's coming. Really, um, and it's nice where I've moved in Staffordshire that I've had. We've been round to the neighbours three times already, and they can all cook. Oh, it's great, cool. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. very, very lovely you know and I, we enjoy it and appreciate it you know especially at the minute because yeah. my palate's all over the place i taste something and i think I, I get it in my head what it's what it is but with the chemotherapy what 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 goes down that it's completely different you know i had a craving for a fish finger sandwich the other day um but when it pushed come to shove it wasn't doing it really <laughs> didn't taste uh, like it tastes just completely shot wow 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 changed the, the, I, I had a I had a modern family moment the uh, yesterday actually in that uh, Jane my ex-wife invited me up for Sunday lunch for a just like chicken dinner with um with uh with her, her, her partner Paul who's 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 lovely and well I sat around the table and it was the first time I'd been cooked for for because it was lovely it was really nice and she, my son and his partner were there we just all sat around just having a crack and it was and Jane's a good cook so it, it but but it was just the generosity of being invited because yeah. I just got back from Italy and all of that so it was lovely it was really lovely but uh, it was a bit of a modern family moment I was giggling away to myself it was great <laughs> yeah I'm so binary yeah hey man <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well let's, no, uh, let's, so... let's go around the table for Moose then I think so uh, uh, Moose and Pat what would your advice be uh, Uncle Dave Oh, Moose and Pat, I think you, you, you haven't got a problem, have you? You're, you're top of the tree. You love cooking. You've obviously got the outdoor kitchen, so when you do cook for people, it is quite a lot of hard work, but it's part of it, isn't it? Making the door, seeing the faces. Go for it, embrace it. Love it. You're really lucky. Uncle Si. 
Uh, same as Dave, just keep doing what you're doing, dude. If you get an invitation, great. If not, at least you're dining on your own terms with all your mates. What's not love? And Postash? Yeah, I think they found their calling. That's their role in life, to be the host and entertain. I, I'd, I'd welcome it. Well, if you're down, if you're down, down now don't get drunk. Don't get drunk. Just send an email, send an email to the agony uncles. All right, your next problem here is called Mum and Dad's Secret. I need two female names here for Mum and Dad's Secret. Two female names. One of them uh, from you, Uncle Si. One of them from Uncle Dave, please. Beatrice. Betty. Beatrice and Betty, the two Bs. This comes to us from Beatrice. It says, Dear Uncle Si, Uncle Dave, and Posh Trash. Which, oh, uh, was oh <laughs> yes! yes. Oh, this is it. That's <laughs> it. That's her moniker from here on in. Posh, Posh Trash. Posh Trash. Oh. Hey, you can have T-shirts made and everything. Oh, oh I'm yeah. Posh Trash. Oh, God, you so are. Come here. Yeah. Yeah. What's, that, um, what's that fan site, that thing called OnlyFans, where there are sort of middle-aged oh, women fan only, yeah. to sell their you can do a Yeah, do a fan-only zone. Posh That's trash. Oh, this is fantastic. It's a whole new lifestyle and a whole new career. Great. Web, web, register the website domain now. Yeah, yeah. I'm on it, dude. I'm on it. I'll be Posh calling trash. you next week going, sorry, can't manage you anymore. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Beatrice has uh, changed Posh Tash's life and also has written in and says, my <laughs> Dear Agony Uncles, my mum and dad have moved from their house, which is the home that I grew up in, into some more suitable accommodation as they're getting on a bit and our house was quite big. So that means my sister and I are clearing our old family home out, which, as you can imagine, can be quite emotional. When we're in the loft, my husband found, under a piece of loose flooring, a whole wad of letters written in the 1960s from someone called Betty, all addressed to my dad and containing things that are really, really rather rude, even by today's standards. Now, Betty is not my mum's name, and there are lots of these letters, each of which describes something that Betty would like to do to my dad, along with some other people's names too, and how they might be involved. Now, at first, we thought that Dad must have been having an affair until my sister pointed out that Betty's handwriting is exactly the same as my mum's. We also found two of those sort of eye masks in there, like you have in the opera, or at swingers' parties. <gasps> she, she also recalls that we used to be sent to stay with Grandma some weekends while Mum and Dad went to a do. Should we mention these letters to Mum and Dad? I say, I say... <laughs> I say, says Beatrice, absolutely not. But my sister, who is now convinced that they're on the swinging scene, said we should do, and we're both very intrigued. Any advice would be helpful. Love, Beatrice. Over to you. It's Christmas. Get the sherry out. Get them a bit tiddly and ask them all the questions. Here, what's we've just been clearing out the loft, and I've just found these. Start with the eye masks. That's yeah. what I would do. No, I think they should wrap them up as the present for Christmas. There's the present for you. Oh, they open up oh, the eye you, masks. You might kill them, Tash. You might kill them. <laughs> exactly. How old are these poor people? Well, they're getting on enough to be moving into sheltered accommodation. Oh, that's All great. Right. I love yeah, that. I love it. I love it when people got past. People forget that parents have sex. You know, that's how you yeah. came here in the first place. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 yeah but, but Dave, there's sex and then there's discovering your other named parents, their secret little names for each other and all the positions and everyone else they've shared Christmas with for the last 10 years and gone, oh, look at Auntie Dora. She's brought you a lovely present. Auntie Dora suddenly in the letter swinging from the chandeliers. Oh, yes, yes. yes. In a pair oh. of stilettos. Yes. Uh, I can see Auntie Nora right now. 
I think I'd be quite proud of them, to be fair. Yeah, same here, yeah. man. It'd be great. It's great. I don't know about bit... the swinging side. I mean, well, I don't, yeah. I don't know about that. But, but you know, are they sure they did that, or did they just like a little bit of role play? You know. Yeah, yeah could ah. be that. Yeah, then just yeah, and just suggest it could be just the art of suggestion. Well, how about you get Auntie Nora involved in you know tickling your fancy with a duster? Yeah. You know how how it could be all of that, couldn't it? I quite like it. If you think about it, if they were together, you know, it's better than going. Oh, look, we're in bed. Shall we have a go? Well, we've got five minutes. They've actually taken time and written a letter and sent it and received it and got excited and then met up. I think it's all rather romantic in its own sweet way. And they kept the letters as well, didn't yeah. they? They kept yeah. the letters. How lovely. How lovely. And that's also that thing, isn't it? That, that, uh, that you know, a letter is just so lovely. Yeah, so rare. It? It's rare these days. Mm, I write an email. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Text. Actually, you text. Just, just just thinking back, actually, that guy wanted to throw his photo album away, just jumping stories. That's so rare to have something to keep anymore. Emails get wiped, you lose your connection, your computer breaks. And keeping things is so precious. There's so few material memories you can keep, like letters, love letters and photos, that it's, I think it's wonderful. And how nice they're not ashamed of it. And they didn't rip them up and go, oh, we're being a bit saucy. Don't hope no one finds them. They kept them because one day they wanted someone to know. Maybe they wanted them to find them. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like a time capsule. Yeah. I think they're great. And yeah. I think, look, you'll just, look, the, the girls will feel their way, no pun intended. I just think that, you know, <laughs> if they want to, if they should, if they fancy mentioning it, then mention it. And then, if, you know, they, they'll know the, the characters and personalities of their parents but better than anybody. It's always yeah. very difficult to comment on stuff like this. But, uh, I'd, you know, for a laugh, me and Dave would be like, yeah, yeah, you dirty devils. You know, but it'd be like, you know, you, you guys will know. I just but think I, it's I, are they going to see it as a gross invasion of privacy, though? Oh. Mm, they read them. That's true. They found oh, them all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you should never read other people's diaries. You never know yeah. what you'll find. Oh, man, You know, yeah. I was a bit I was a bit cross with my mum, actually. I hope she's not listening. I was a few years ago. She was giving back. We moved abroad um, a while ago, and we put lots of stuff in our parents' lofts. And she came then back and said, well, now we've moved into our permanent home, have some of the stuff out of my loft back again, here you go. She goes, oh, this box is hysterical. It's all your letters from when you were 16 to your boyfriends and your friends. And I was no a little- No way! And I was a- That's A, embarrassing. But also, why did you read that? Because actually that was part of my makeup of how I fell in love with my husband eventually, you know, because who, who I met when I was 16 led me to where I am today. And I was like, mm, naughty, but I've never really taken it out with her. She knows now. <laughs> yeah, that that. What's your mum's name? No, 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 no. Oh. Morena. No, it's not. Morena. No, no. Your mum's name. You nosy, you nosy, nosy mummy. That's yeah. shocking. I was a bit cross, but anyway, never mind. You know, life's too short to argue over those things. At oh, least she knows I was, I was happy and having fun, so it was fine. There you go. Yes, there yes. You go. There you go. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we think the advice then uh, to Beatrice is uh, you'll just have to gauge whether or not you think your parents would like to hear about it or not. But either way, sounds like something to be proud of. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Kinkiness. Excellent. <laughs> kinkiness. <laughs> kinkiness. Oh. Simon Kinkiness. That's usually Simon yeah, that's, Kinkiness. We've got po Posh Trash and Simon Kinkiness. <laughs> this uh, is it. It's a, it's a porn site. Yes. That's what it is. And pie whack it. We've got and pie whack it. Pie whack it. Kinky kinky and. It sounds more like a pantomime than, a, than, a, than, a, than anything erotic. 
If, if your life's in a mess, then the email address is theagonyuncles at theherrybikes.co.uk. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to us. Remember to email us problems to agonyuncles at theherrybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at theherrybikers.co.uk. And while you do that, let me remind you, there'll always be the Agony Uncles podcast for a little light relief. So just follow and subscribe to make sure you don't miss us. So, from Posh Tash, the Thin White Duke, and from us. Bye! Bye-bye, everybody.